back at it after the long Memorial Day weekend. And if you had a long weekend, if it was a little, a little crazy, and a lot of celebrating over the Memorial Day weekend, maybe you're dragging a bit this morning, you should know that drinking caffeinated beverages when you are sleep-deprived may keep you awake, but, but... They will not stop you from making mistakes at work. According to a team from Michigan State University, caffeine made the people in their study more alert, but did not improve their ability to perform placekeeping tasks. Researchers say that caffeine can increase energy, reduce sleeplessness, or reduce sleepiness, and improve mood, but it cannot. Repeat, it cannot prevent the sort of procedural errors that can cause things like medical mistakes and car accidents. So, the bottom line may wake you up, won't make you any better at work. (laughs) Caffeine. So that's cheery. Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, from the beach to the bathtub and everywhere in between, we have important reminders about staying safe in and around the water this summer. Also this morning, summer means grilling season, Chef Jamie Gwen turns up the heat on some old favorites and shares a few new ones to try. In our community and business spotlight this morning, through the month of June, Open Arms Findlay is celebrating 40 years of providing critically important care for women in crisis. And it's a flippin' fabulous fundraiser. We have details on this Saturday's Kiwanis Pancake Day and Flapjack 5K. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Tuesday, June 1st, 2021. Today is Don't Give Up the Ship Day. Uh, commemorates the enduring words alleged to have been uttered by Captain James Lawrence of the USS Chesapeake as his ship was being taken over by the British and he lay mortally wounded on this date in 1813. The battle was the bloodiest frigate fight of the War of 1812. And the story goes he was not supposed to engage the British. Um, Had he lived, he probably would have been in pretty hot water with uh, the military leaders of the time uh, because he disobeyed orders, but because he uttered such a memorable phrase, all is forgiven. Don't give up the ship day today. It is also flip a coin day, which going along with what we were talking about earlier, you know, if you're a little sleep deprived, dragging a bit this morning after the long holiday weekend, you can flip a coin whether you actually go to work uh today or not. I had a friend uh, yesterday. We were uh, having a uh, cookout yesterday evening uh, to cap off the weekend with some friends. And uh, and he turned to me and said, man, I wish tomorrow could be the holiday. And I was like, well, you run your own business. You can make whatever holiday (laughs) you want. (laughs) It's it's, it's your you're the boss. If you want to make tomorrow the holiday, you can pretty much do that Um, anyway. But uh, flip a coin day today. Global. It is the global day of parents. It is also International Children's Day, so we're pretty much celebrating everybody today. National Go Barefoot Day. Please don't at work. National Hazelnut Cake Day. National Nail Polish Day. National Olive Day. National Pen Pal Day. Did you have a pen pal when you were a kid? I don't know. Do they even do pen pals these days? I mean, in this era of social media, when you can... uh, and, and, And smartphones... And you can pretty much text message or FaceTime anyone around the world uh, on a whim. I don't know if a pen pal has the same fascination that it once did. But I had a pen pal when I was a kid uh, with a uh, little girl in, in Japan. I have no idea where she, whatever happened to her. Kind of lost touch after we uh, got to be teenagers. But uh, National Pen Pal Day. And uh, National New Year's Resolution Recommitment Day today. And it is also Say Something Nice Day. Say something nice. Well, I'll get back to you on that. I'll just have to uh, (laughs) get something nice 
uh, to say. Back to work after the long weekend. Uh, so uh, now that we're into uh, officially into the summer season, here's something interesting. The Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries has advised people to use caution in uh, in lakes. I And I don't know that it's it's any specific lake or just lakes in Louisiana in general. The uh, Department of Wildlife and Fisheries there in the state of Louisiana said in a press release that somebody found a piranha in one of Louisiana's lakes. Now, it is definitely illegal. They're not native to the area. Uh, it is definitely illegal to own one as a pet or to sell them or transport them in Louisiana. So no one knows exactly how this happened. Um, and... Piranhas, obviously, you know, the staple of horror movies for the excellent reason they have razor sharp teeth and can deliver a bite that has, in the words of the National Zoo website, incredible force and shearing ability. (laughs) And so they are warning people uh, around lakes in Louisiana to be cautious as they believe that more piranhas could be present. (laughs) oh you don't have to tell me twice that is not what you want heading into the summer season to be told by your state that hey we may have piranhas in our lakes just a little advice they do say that piranhas are mostly deadly predators toward other fish they generally don't attack humans but why take the chance (laughs) wow that is not what you want to hear at the onset of summer. Oh, my. Speaking of waterways, cruise lines, among the industries hardest hit by the pandemic, uh, are readying to return to the seas. But this is uh, interesting. They have now found themselves at odds, cruise lines, finding themselves at odds with the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. The CDC... Last week gave cruise lines approval to begin working toward restarting uh, cruises to comply with CDC guidelines and to keep passengers and crew members safe. Several cruise lines want to require that everyone on board have a COVID-19 vaccination. But Governor DeSantis recently signed legislation banning businesses from asking customers if they have been vaccinated. Which, by the way, that's not covered by the the HIPAA laws, I know that was it was really fashionable uh, over the course of the past year. Business saying, "Oh, we can't ask if you're vaccinated because of HIPAA laws." Uh, no, that's not what the law says. Um, so just to lay that to rest. But anyway, uh, Governor DeSantis signed law now in Florida. Anyway, businesses are in fact prevented, uh, prohibited from asking uh, consumers, uh, customers that they've been vaccinated, and Florida is by far the biggest hub for cruise ships in the U.S. to sail out of. So a court may eventually have to decide this whole thing, but the cruise because the cruise industry is saying Florida law, state law, does not apply because of the federal rules. And uh, one travel industry analyst says, in the meantime, cruise lines may just go forward with plans to require vaccinations, even if that means violating state law, because it might be cheaper to just eat the fines after having burned through millions of dollars a day, having their ships sit idle. So, maybe the lesser of two evils. That'll be an interesting story uh, worth following. Some of the other Uh, First things you need to know this morning as we uh, get back at it after the long holiday weekend. Speaking of vaccinations, you remember back in March, uh, Krispy Kreme announced that uh, customers could get a free donut a day for the rest of the year if they show their vaccine record card. Uh, It was one of those incentives One of the first ones, uh, one of those first incentives by businesses to encourage people to get vaccinated so we could all get back to normal. Since announcing in March that those who are vaccinated can get a free donut a day for the rest of the year, Krispy Kreme has given away 
more than one and a half million donuts. And they are expecting to hand out a lot more of them too. Chief Marketing Officer Dave Skeena says, we are on our way to giving away millions of donuts, many millions of donuts, and that makes us very happy. Uh, CNN Business speculated the promotion could be a way for Krispy Kreme to raise buzz about the company and raise awareness as is, as, as it expands. The company is expanding and ready to go public. So there's an ulterior motive aside from just you know wanting to encourage people to get vaccinated. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Already a million and a half donuts expecting to give away many millions more. Again, more evidence that uh, bribing people to get Bribing people with free food always works. <laughs> we, we love free food. We'll be willing to do anything for free food. And finally, among the first things that you need to know on this Tuesday morning, uh, if you want to have some fun today, now don't take this too seriously. Don't take it personally, because I would imagine somebody is going to get their feelings hurt on this. There is a new... TikTok trend, a new viral video trend. You remember the one from a couple of years ago where you'd hold up a a blanket in front of you so that your pet couldn't see you, and then you'd throw up the blanket, run off, and the the blanket would drop, and suddenly you wouldn't be there anymore, and the pet would be all confused. People were videotaping. This is videotaping. I'm showing my age. Uh, we're recording videos of this, posting them online. Well, this is the new viral video trend involving our pets. It shows dog owners. Uh, you get the, the dog to sit in between the two of you. So his and hers, uh, you know, two, uh, a couple standing next to each other. Dog is in the middle. And then the uh, two of you run in opposite directions to see which way their dog chooses to run. Which one of you will the dog follow? (laughs) Supposedly, it reveals who your dog loves more. But, of course, this is TikTok, not science. Um, Professional dog trainers say this is not an accurate way of measuring who is the dog's favorite, as the dog may have only seen one of the parents split away, uh, sprint away, and choose to follow them without even knowing the other human was doing the same. Or your dog maybe associates one of you with running around playtime more than other. So the dog would choose to follow the parent that she most associates with that kind of activity. So trainers say context is crucial here. Uh, It's just the general relationship dynamic in the family. Who plays with the dog the most. Who reinforces the dog the most. Who goes... Who does the dog generally pay the most attention to in any given context? It doesn't necessarily mean who is the favorite. But it's fun nonetheless. And so if you probably start to see those videos pop up online. If you're bored, that is something you can do this afternoon with your pet. <laughs> Thought I would share. There you go. Some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to start off your Tuesday morning. WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchek. WTOL 11 first alert forecast, partly cloudy today with a high of 75, mostly cloudy tonight, a low of 60. The Finley Trojan Marching Band performing as the Memorial Day Parade made its way to Maple Grove Cemetery, where a service was held to honor those who gave the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms. As we gather here, as citizens of Flag City, in this place of eternal rest for our honored dead, let us remember their sacrifices for our sake. You can see video of the parade and service from yesterday on our website. The Finley High School Class of 2021 graduated on Saturday in a ceremony at Donnell Stadium. Valedictorian Trinity Lee said the pandemic presented the senior class with a lot of challenges. But I think we as a class have shown incredible strength in continuing to move forward and being able to sit in these seats today. Thus, I want to congratulate all of you, and I'm so proud to be part of the class of 2021 with you guys. Thank you. And you can see video and pictures from the graduation on our website. This week will mark a milestone in the state's battle against the coronavirus. 
Wednesday is the day that Ohio's health orders are lifted. So that means Ohioans will no longer be required to wear masks or follow social distancing guidelines. It also ends capacity restrictions at indoor and outdoor events. Now, just remember, safety guidelines remain in place for nursing homes and assisted living facilities as well. But most of the others will be left in. That's ONN's Angela Ann reporting. Cooper Tire has awarded its annual Roy V. Arms and Centennial Scholarships. The Roy V. Arms Scholarship was established in 2016 to honor former Cooper Chairman, Chief Executive Officer, and President Roy Arms upon his retirement. This year, for the first time, a Finley student has won both the Roy V. Arms and a Cooper Centennial Scholarship. Get more on our website. And get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Of course, what would summer be without uh, spending time at the pool? Did you know, though, and this is serious stuff, every day two children fall victim to the lethal dangers associated with water-related accidents. And joining us this morning to uh, help us keep water safety top of mind some tips on staying safe in and near the water is Lindsay mondick she is the water safety expert for the ymca of the usa um lindsey first of all let's talk about general uh, tips for staying safe around water all bodies of water from uh, beaches to bathtubs what is what are some of the the top tips for water safety in general yeah so the first tip I have is that children always need to be supervised when they're in or around the water. So we know 88% of drownings happen when our children are under some form of supervision. But a new survey from Leslie's revealed that 67% of adults think that drownings happen while children are unsupervised, and it's simply not true. So to help with this, we can designate a water watcher and have somebody actively watch uh, the pool or the water. We also want to teach children to ask permission before they enter or go near any body of water, including a bathtub, even um, even a small stream behind your house. Mm. Uh, a second a second tip is that all adults should become CPR certified. We want to be rescue ready. And then finally, enroll children in swimming lessons. It can reduce the drowning risk by 88%. And, and swimming is really a life skill. It's not a privilege. We talk about the tips for really, again, any body of water generally. What about swimming pools specifically? What are some of the safety tips that apply specifically when you're in and around a pool? Right. So at the Y, we have a lot of pools across the country. And, and this summer, we've partnered with Ludley's, and it's a natural fit because they're a leader in all things pools. So really getting the message out of what it takes to keep our backyard pools safe. Really, it's about layers of protection. Um, we want to make sure that pools have rules. Uh, so no running, no breath-holding contests, no dunking. We also want to make sure that children wear a Coast Guard-approved life jacket, uh, children and non-swimmers, right? Um and finally, from those layers of protection, we want to make sure that we have those safety features uh, that we need. So pool fences and pool covers, uh, as well as pool alarms, are really instrumental to keeping our pools safe. In addition, we want rescue equipment like life-saving rings, um, shepherd hooks, and signage. And, and then also our pool chemistry is really important. So making sure that we have healthy pool water uh, and our pool chemistry is where it needs to be. Um, to, to know if your pool chemistry is where it needs to be, you can take a sample to uh, any Leslie's, and they'll test it for free and give you a treatment plan. You mentioned uh, the uh, partnership with uh, Leslie's, which, uh, as you alluded to, is uh, one of the largest and most trusted pool and spa retailers. Uh, and and you referenced that swim safety survey. What were some of the other key findings that stood out for you in that survey? Right. So one of them is one in four adults are afraid to swim, right? Uh, we know that there are a lot of adults that don't know how to swim. And, and it's important to reminder that not just children know how to swim, but adults, it's really important if you want to go and enjoy the water uh, to make sure uh, that, that you are comfortable near it. Um, another really important thing is um, most Americans underestimate the number of drownings that happen each year. Um, about 
Cass said that there are fewer than 3,500 drownings across the country, and we know that it's actually closer to 4,000 drownings a year, um, about 10 drownings a day, which is a, a really staggering uh, and sobering statistic. That is truly, and to circle back to what you were mentioning, and I think it's really important to emphasize backyard uh, pool safety because, as we know, last year, with so many public pools being closed or access being limited, a lot of people installed backyard pools, and so they're sort of reopening them for the first time uh, this season and is so very important to make sure that you take the proper safety precautions, not just when people are in and around the pool, but in many respects, uh, even more important to uh, make sure they are safe when there aren't supposed to be people around the pool, as you mentioned with fences and that kind of thing. Right. I mean, you nailed it. Because people couldn't go to their public pools, a lot of people bought uh, bought pools for their backyards right. and layered with the fact that people that that children couldn't take swimming lessons, right? Or weren't able to take swimming lessons. And so really, uh, we want to be ahead of this and get those water safety messages out. Encourage families to take swimming lessons. Encourage them to keep their pools, their backyard pools safe. And, um, And think about these safety practices when they go to natural water as well. And uh, you mentioned the uh, partnership between the YMCA and the U.S. Uh, YMCA of the USA and uh, Leslie's, uh, the uh, pool and spa retailer. Tell us a little bit more about this partnership. Yeah, we're really thrilled with this partnership. Through a donation of $100,000 from Leslie's, the Y is really going to be able to continue to expand our water safety access. So we're going to uh, expand access to swimming lessons as well as lifeguard training and increase water safety program instruction at our Y. Also, later this summer, Leslie's is going to be collecting uh, donations to continue to support the Wise Water Safety Program in their stores. So really, it's a win-win. You can support your children and your community as you work to make your own pool safe. Again, Lindsay Mundick is a water safety expert with YMCA of the USA. Uh, You have a lot of resources on making sure that we are staying safe around all bodies of water from the beach to the bathtub and everything in between. Where do folks get more information? Yeah, for more water safety tips, you can go to ymca.net backslash water safety. Also encourage people to go and find their local YMCA and enroll in, in swimming lesson classes. Finally, uh, for all things backyard pools uh, and pools, go to uh, lesliespool.com or to your local Leslie's retailer. Lindsay, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Now, the Good Mornings Community and Business Spotlight. Joining us in the studio is uh, Roseanne Thornton uh, from Open Arms Domestic Violence and Rape Crisis Services, celebrating their 40th anniversary in the month of June. And 40 years, uh, it's hard to believe where time flies, I guess. I know. Good morning, Chris. Yes, 40 years, it's a, a special milestone for us at the agency. And it's kind of interesting over the course of those 40 years what started as uh, just a a shelter uh, has now grown to the point where you have no less than a half a dozen uh, program services that you offer yes i know think back to uh, june of 1981 um open arms yes it was just an emergency uh shelter but now we offer six different programs and services uh, to Hancock County, you know, from our 24-hour crisis hotline, like I said, our emergency shelter, um, our child advocacy, we have our uh, Harmony House, which is like our visitation and exchange program to our violence recovery project, you know, helping offenders as well. So many different programs has evolved. So today uh, you are kicking off the month of June and the 40th anniversary celebration with a ribbon cutting. Yes. uh, uh, Later today around noon, we are welcoming the chamber and the ambassadors and we have just a few uh, community officials um, that will be present and we'll just be doing a nice ribbon cutting just to celebrate this big milestone and we invite the community. We'll post that on our uh, social media pages on Facebook and Instagram just to kind of have everyone join us on a virtual uh, celebration. Sure. And folks want to uh, stay tuned to the uh, to the social media pages 
because you will be uh, celebrating uh, all month long by looking back uh, over this. As a matter of fact, there's some stuff posted there right now. Right? Yes, yes. You can visit our website at openarmsfinley.com. Like you mentioned, our Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we created this virtual album. Mm-hmm. You know, I had the opportunity to go through um, albums of like newspaper highlights, um, you know, photos from way back when. You might recognize a few people I in those photos. Say, you've got <laughs> things like uh, the uh, Birdhouse Auction, the Walk a Mile, uh, yes. many of the fundraisers that you've done over the years and things like that that have involved a lot of community members, people will see themselves uh, in that. Yes, you know, and we have a wonderful uh, community support, and this is just our opportunity to say thank you to the community for, you know, supporting Open Arms throughout these 40 years. And also highlighting the fact that the need is still there, and the need is greater than ever, and obviously uh, encouraging folks to uh, open their hearts, open their pocketbooks, to make sure that you are there for the next 40 years. Yes, I mean, we have come a long ways, but there's always still work to do. Um, so again, you can always visit our website and through our social media. Um, we do have a, a campaign going on right now through that, that you can continue um, supporting Open Arms. All of it goes to our programs and services, helping survivors and families. Speaking of which, those services over the course of the past year, you've been impacted just like everyone, but the need uh, does not go away. Uh, despite the fact that there's a pandemic so yeah uh, open arms you know we stayed open with our emergency services uh, during the shutdown and of course throughout the pandemic you know we want to make sure people know that you know we are there for them um, because you know during the pandemic you know you go into isolation right um, and Sometimes home is not the safest place. And so we just always want to make sure people are aware that our services are always open 24-7 for them. I can imagine uh, when 40 years from now we're doing the 80th uh, anniversary, (laughs) you and I probably won't be around, but they'll be talking about how uh, Open Arms was there to help folks in need uh, during this difficult time. And again, it's only through the uh, generosity and the support of folks in the community. So again, the ribbon cutting is uh, later today, right? Yes, you can. Uh, we'll ha- we'll have things posted on our social media on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and of course, again, all month long throughout June, uh, please join and celebrate. We'll be doing some special highlights along the way. And the website where folks can find you is? OpenArmsFinley.com. Roseanne Thornton from Open Arms Domestic Violence and Rape Crisis Services. Congratulations on the 40th anniversary. Thank you. The Community and Business Spotlight is a promotional advertisement paid for by the featured sponsor. So now that summer is here, it is grilling season, of course. Chef Jamie Gwen is the girl at the grill this morning with us to turn up the heat on some old favorites and a few new favorites that you might want to try as well. But first, uh, Chef Jamie, when it is hot, you have to have something to help you stay cool at the grill, right? I do, actually. I have a summer sipper that you are going to love. So here's the thing. I like to stay cool at the grill, and I offer what is called the Berry Back Serve. So you simply pair a chilled can of Smirnoff Seltzer Red, White, and Berry with an ounce and a half of original Smirnoff Red, White, and Berry flavored spirit. Now, the seltzer is limited edition, so it's zero sugar, only 90 calories. You get that combination of cherry, citrus, and blue raspberry, and everybody loves it. Um, Then you want to check out the new premium malt beverage from Smirnoff, the Smirnoff Ice Smash Red, White, and Berry. It's uh, the large format, easy to grab and go, perfect for the barbecue season. And I think this is a wonderful barbecue sipper because everyone loves the flavored seltzers, right? You know, a little lower in alcohol, refreshing, easy to drink. We ask, of course, as always, that you drink responsibly. It is uh, like the hottest thing going right now. So definitely want to uh, put that on the menu for your next cookout. Uh, you also, as we mentioned, have a way to kind of turn up the heat on some old favorites and enhance the flavors of uh, some of the stu- uh, yeah, exactly. favorites that we have. Yeah, I love to enhance flavors on the grill. So I like to bring the heat in a couple of different ways. I serve what I call a barbecue snack. So I wrap almonds in an aluminum foil packet. And I throw them right on a hot grill. 
and it really brings out their flavor. It only need, they only need like a minute. And I use Blue Diamond Extremes almonds. Chris, have you heard about these? They have this mouth-blazing, fiery flavor. Are you a chili head? Uh, I am not, but everybody else in my family is. So we're definitely going to have oh, these. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be a culinary hero. Just watch. They come in three super hot flavors. Cayenne pepper, ghost pepper, Carolina reaper. They have five grams of plant protein. And I'll tell you, they are hot. But perfect with that zipper. Uh, they also are a great source of antioxidants. And they're available at every grocery store now and Amazon. And you can go to bluediamond.com to find them near you. But your family's going to love them. And I would have never thought uh, about tossing those on the grill. That is a great idea. You said just a minute and or so? Right. That is awesome. Yeah, and it brings the flavor out from the almonds, which is wonderful. Then, by the way, here's a barbecue tip. You know the foil packet that you put those almonds in? When you're done with the almond, you just ball up the aluminum foil. And you use it to clean your grill grate. Mm. Because you don't have to buy a grill brush ever again. It is the best scouring brush to clean your barbecue and waste not want not you're using the aluminum foil twofold you're saving the planet i just love that yeah that is a a great tip now you also have some new favorites to explore uh on the grill what do you got here exactly this is actually um all about side dishes and salads to me the summer of sides because the barbecue chicken and the ribs those are the star right Um, But whether you're hosting or bringing a side dish to share, I look to Lundberg. They make organic white rice pilaf, and it's a great shortcut. It takes 20 minutes to cook, but it tastes like you cooked all day. And my favorite is the cilantro lime rice because it pairs perfectly with my barbecue chicken, and I make it in advance. You could dress it up or enjoy it as is. But what I love about Lundberg's side dishes is that they're more than your basic side. They're organic, and they feature clean ingredients. And as a new mom, that's important to me. Here's the coolest part, Chris. You can order at shop.lundberg.com and your rice comes directly from the farm. How cool is that? Yeah, that is awesome. And uh, one more idea. Sure. I'm, I'm all about flavor and texture, but a summer salad is essential on a grill menu. And in honor of National Olive Day, June 1, I love pearls olives, as you know. I make an olive and avocado salad with tomatoes, cucumber, and feta. So people who love olives, they love and trust pearls. I love that pearls is committed to keeping jobs in the U.S. They always put the highest quality olives in their cans and cups, and you want to look for them in the sunny yellow packaging. This is an absolute killer salad. You've got to steal the recipe. We've posted it at dailylounge.com. We're going to link that up uh, along with more information about uh, everything else uh, that Chef Jamie is talking about this morning. The girl at the grill, Chef Jamie Gwynn, turning up the heat for the summer season with us this morning. Uh, Chef Jamie, thanks very much for taking the time and happy grilling. Thank you, Chris. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Today's update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. Dateline, Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Police are searching for bandits with a sweet tooth twice this year. Not once, but twice. Cops there in the heart of the Ozarks say that someone broke into locked storage units and stole dozens of cases of Little Debbie snack cakes. The first heist occurred on New Year's Day. Detectives say they thought they would have the suspects in custody by now because they had pictures of the getaway car. But so far, no arrests have been made. And then this past week, presumably the same thieves made off with more boxes of the snack cakes from another storage unit. And once again, the search for the suspects has come up empty. Police hope a security video of this heist will finally help them track down the culprits. But we have a cereal snack caker on the loose there in the Ozarks. Weird. Elsewhere in the uh, broken news, a woman who went missing in uh, Grand Prairie, Texas, claims that she spent three weeks 
in a sewer system in Delray Beach, Florida. How she ended up in Delray Beach from Grand Prairie, Texas is something of a mystery. Lindsay Kennedy uh, told uh, police back in March that she went swimming in, in a canal near her boyfriend's house and wandered through tunnels before getting lost. That's really lost. Uh, Ms. Kennedy's family says a week after checking into a rehab facility, the 43-year-old woman wandered off and was reported missing by local police. A friend says Grand Prairie police spotted the missing woman near a creek, but she slipped into a nearby storm drain when authorities tried to approach her. Luckily, a tracking app on her cell phone allowed her family to ping her last location before entering the underground system and they began their search on Saturday night. Kennedy's mother, Jane, says her daughter climbed out of a six-foot drain pipe and was transported to a nearby hospital where she was placed under a psychiatric hold. How strange is that? Talk about the odd and unusual side of the news. That definitely qualifies. Just hoping she's okay. There's an old saying that goes, the art is in the eye of the beholder. And that is probably why (laughs) an invisible sculpture recently sold for over $15,000. I kid you not. Italian artist Salvatore Salvatore Garau, uh, I think is how you pronounce it. I'm not uh, a hoity-toity art uh, fan, so I, I don't know. But apparently this sculpture titled I Am is, in simple terms, a sculpture that does not exist in the sense of how one would normally think. But according to the artist, while you may not be able to see his creation, it is nothing but a vacuum. The Euro Weekly News explains it as the vacuum is nothing more than a space full of energy And even if we empty it and there is nothing left, according to the Eisenberg uncertainty principle, that nothing has a weight to it. Therefore, it has energy that is condensed and transformed into particles that is into us. And the sculpture that is invisible called I Am just recently sold. Despite the fact that it cannot, it's it's invisible nature. It cannot cannot be displayed just anywhere. It must be in a space that is free from obstructions and measures about five feet by five feet. This sculpture that doesn't exist. Lighting and climate control are optional, but it just sold for over $15,000. An invisible sculpture. (laughs) Does anybody else get the feeling there's a scam going on here somewhere? There's... I mean, honestly, is this all it takes to make 15 grand in the art world? I could do that. Hey, I've created an invisible art sculpture. Hey, I've created an invisible painting. I'm going to do that. I'm going to put a blank canvas up for sale on eBay and call it an invisible painting and see if I can get... (laughs) I'll report back. We'll do an investigation. Uh, Here's some other uh, broken news from over the weekend. A drunken teenager picked the worst possible home to break into. He uh, (laughs) was caught breaking into an Airbnb that was being rented by the police. (laughs) Uh, Three sheriff's deputies were spending the night at a rental unit when they heard a ton of racket coming from upstairs. Turns out a 19-year-old had broken into the home using the back door, stomped upstairs, and passed out in one of the beds. When the intruder was awakened, he was sporting a nice new pair of silver bracelets. (laughs) The the, uh, officers say the teen had no memory of how he got into the house, even where he was, and what he was even doing before he passed out. Adding insult to injury, the officers also made a series of internet videos about the bizarre incident. Deputy Charles Pasola says the kid was lucky he picked their Airbnb to break into, actually. He said things could have been a lot different had he not picked a home occupied by people who actually know how to handle that sort of thing. As for why they decided to turn to social media to record the incident, uh, Deputy uh, Pasola said cops have a hard time right now, and when they can see 
that we're still having fun and still real people and we're good, it's a good thing. The officer said the intruder was not charged or even cited. Deputy Matt Vanderark said, hey, the kid made a mistake. It's okay. We're all get o- we'll all get over it. And at the end of the day, we can smile about it. So, all's well that ends well. But the kid's got a story to tell, if nothing. And so do the cops. In this case. <laughs> Breaking into an Airbnb being rented by the police. And lastly, in the broken news this morning, police are letting an Alabama couple off the hook for not wearing their life jackets during a marriage proposal on Lake Tuscaloosa. Tyler Cunningham had just gotten down on one knee in his boat to propose to his girlfriend Mackenzie when officers pulled up beside them in a patrol boat. The Alabama Wildlife and Freshwater Fisheries says the couple was detained and asked for their licenses and registration uh, because they were not wearing their life jackets uh, as per regulation. But the officers, seeing what was actually going on, decided to let them off with a warning. So that's, that's nice. <laughs> really killed the mood, though, I would imagine. There you go. That is, well, they've got a story. That is the uh, broken news this morning. This update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veteran Services. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. This is Ed Glantz with OSU Extension. It's planning season. Drivers will be sharing roads with tractors and farm machinery. Be alert for slow-moving vehicles, especially on roads with limited visibility. Watch out for equipment pulling in and out of fields. Drivers and farmers, let's work together this spring to keep our roads safe and accident-free. This message from WFIN and 95.5 FM. Time now for your daily download, the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. recent study finds that younger siblings are at higher risk for heart events, adverse heart events, than their older counterparts. So one uh, big advantage to being the oldest in the family, less likely to have significant uh, uh, adverse heart events. However, now that doesn't tell the full story. Another recent study found that firstborn children are 30% more likely to be CEOs or politicians. <laughs> that could be good or bad, depending on how you feel about CEOs and politicians. Uh, an earlier study found that firstborn women end up more ambitious than firstborn men. A uh, study also found that firstborns stay in school longer, make more money, have higher IQ, and spend more time on their homework than watching television. There is also evidence that firstborns are more likely to marry earlier than their siblings, and the odds of a happy marriage are highest when a firstborn woman marries a lastborn son. Kind of interesting. A different study found that later-born children are more likely to have poorer physical and mental health and were more likely to smoke compared to their elder siblings. But, having said all of that, It is not all rosy for firstborns. Again, citing another study. There have been a lot of studies on what birth order effects uh, have uh, on the uh, children uh, in a family. Another study found eldest children are 4% more likely to be overweight and 2% more likely to be obese compared to their younger siblings. So I guess in the final analysis, you take the good with the bad, but still, there you go. Uh, Some of the uh, advantages and disadvantages to being the firstborn in your family. Today's Daily Download. Good to hear that we've got a nice weekend weather-wise coming up because... Uh, Saturday is a flippin' fabulous fundraiser. Uh, it is the uh, annual Kiwanis Pancake Day and Flapjack 5K. Brian Witta from the uh, Kiwanis Club is uh, with us uh, this morning. And uh, d- now, 
refresh my memory. Did the uh, Pancake Day happen at all last year? No, I, I was th- I was thinking no. that it had to be canceled because that was like right uh, when everything was kind of. Ours was the first big community event, yeah. and I was chair, and I had the dubious honor of canceling the first one in sixty-two <laughs> years. So, yeah, yeah. So I know that was a huge disappointment, uh, but it's good to have it back uh, this year. Yes, such as it is. Yes, and and we're doing it this year as a drive-through format. Mm-hmm. Just this year, and we really want people to know we only are doing that as a drive-through format because we know so many people look forward to that fundraiser, right? And we wanted to still offer it, sure. but do it safely. And we had no way of knowing the COVID right. restrictions would start lifting tomorrow. I- exactly. So when all of the planning, and this is one of those things, and uh, on a sidebar. Uh, here for the next couple of months, especially, we have uh, all of these things that may be reimagined or drive-through drive only or whatever, uh, online only. And people think, well, why are they doing that? Well, right. because when the planning started, you had no way of knowing what the issues would be. So right. that's really why it we is We start putting that is. committee together in the fall. Right. So, it's, so yeah. you have no, no way of knowing. So a drive-through event, how is that going to work? So we actually have consulted the experts of drive through at Chick-fil-A, believe it or not. Um, we, <laughs> They've we, been very good at this. But Paul Hattie uh, is, is an awesome human being, so I'll give him a shout. But, you know, they just do, uh, they have it down to a science, and we've consulted the experts, and we have this uh, mapped out in such a way that it's going to work really well. Okay. Uh, there'll be signage in very clear direction when you pull in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a pre-ticketed event. We know that not everyone will have tickets. We hope that 15,000 people don't show up without a ticket, although it'd be a good problem to have. <laughs> That's true. Um, but, you know, we we certainly always take donations, too. So if somebody just wants to come through and drop off a check, we will gladly take it and put it to good use. Absolutely. And uh, now this is all happening on Saturday, right? Yes, yeah, Saturday. And it'll be we'll be serving from 8 until noon okay. at Findlay High School. Okay. Now, normally, this is an all-you-can-eat fundraiser. I'm assuming, can you come back through the drive-thru multiple times? Yeah, so this this. <laughs> year we 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 really couldn't quite master the logistics of that yeah. even with the awesome folks at chick-fil-a we weren't able to quite pull that off so um this this is a we will stuff the box you will not be hungry um, but <laughs> but it's go. not all you can eat okay so uh, do keep that in mind and something that you have added to the festivities this year yes the flapjack 5k yes we we put an overweight bald middle-aged president in charge of koanas <laughs> and then we decide we're gonna run so okay uh, this this is normally something that happens in the fall mm-hmm and we've been looking for ways to kind of reinvigorate that 5K. And we thought, what better way to do that than to carbo-load and then go run? So <laughs> sure. this, this will work out well. Yeah. Um, you know, our race will kick off at 9 o'clock. And it's also at Finley High School. Again, there'll be signage for where to go if you're running, signage for where to go if you're driving through to pick up your breakfast. Gotcha. So uh, 9 o'clock for the uh, – yes. now, do folks need to register for that in advance? They do. And if they go to finleykiwanis.org – uh, okay. They can still do the no frills sign up. We had a cutoff for T-shirts, okay, um, but we'd still love to have you because all proceeds for this really go to support so many good things in the community. Yeah, not just the five k, but Pancake Day. We we really rely on these big fundraisers, and we put that money right back into Finley. So, talk a little bit about what the Kiwanis Club uh, does with the uh, funds that you raise from these events. We we have some big initiatives uh, that we've undertaken over the last few years. The most notable and the most visible that many folks will be familiar with is the Brooklocker Memorial Park at the Little Red Schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. Last year was our 100th anniversary. Of course, you know, that happened during a year when right. many things couldn't take place. Right. But we were still able to raise funds and to build a playground at the Little Red Schoolhouse uh, with our friends from the Hancock Historical Museum. And that's continuing to grow and to take shape and to to serve uh, a huge number of folks mm-hmm. on the east side of town that don't have a park in their neighborhood. Right. Uh, so we're really excited about that. We also have a closet in every school in Hancock County, new uh, in every elementary school, excuse me, in Hancock County, that provides basic clothing supplies for children. Uh, we call those Kiwanis Closets, aptly named. Mm-hmm. Um, we donate Amtrikes to children uh, with mobility issues and physical disabilities. Uh, last year, you notice uh, we did Santa's mailbox instead of Santa's house downtown. Mm-hmm. So we had Kiwanian elves writing letters uh, on behalf of Santa Claus, you know, to make sure that kids yeah. heard from the big guy. Awesome. 
So just a few of the things yes. uh, that, that you are involved uh, with throughout the course of the year. And again, it's events like the uh, Pancake Day, Flapjack 5K that make all of that and more possible. Um, again, for folks, if you want uh, more information and more details, I would recommend doing the 5K first and then going to eat because if i did it the other way around it would not end well I'll but take your word for that's it that's <laughs> just my that's just my <laughs> you cannot eat and then run but uh anyway uh if folks want more information uh like you said the website has it has it all they can connect with us at finleykiwanis.org that's k-i-w-a-n-i-s very good and we've got that linked up at our webpage as well goodmornings.net so you can get uh, all of the details on those events coming up on Saturday. While we've got a couple of extra minutes here before we cut you loose, um, uh, Brian is uh, also not just a proud Kiwanian, but a proud member of the Findlay Civic Concert Band. Yes. We know that the uh, Riverside Summer Concert Series has been canceled uh, yes. this year. Again, you look at not knowing what the pandemic was going to be like and the amount of time that it takes to plan that whole series. Right. Uh, that has been uh, nixed for this year again, but the band is going to be performing a couple of special concerts at St. Mike's. Yes, the band plays on. My, my wife is president of the newly formed band board, and we will be performing on Wednesday, June 30th at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Now, this is St. Michael the Archangel Church on Bright Road, so right. that's real important you go to the right one, but because otherwise it's That's going true. to be a very quiet concert. Yes. So 7 o'clock on June 30th, and then we're also doing a concert on July 14th at 7 o'clock, okay. again, on the Bright Road campus. So we'll be playing on the front portico. So bring a lawn chair, bring a blanket, sit it's out in the grass awesome. and enjoy. Yeah. Um, our first concert on the 30th is a tribute to America, and then the one on July 14th is called A Night Out in Finley. Okay, so we look forward to that. Put those dates uh, on your calendar, and when we get a little bit closer, we'll talk more about it, but I uh, want to make sure that we get the, that out there so that uh, folks can put those on the calendar and uh, and make plans. Those are Wednesday evenings. They are. would normally be the night for the concerts. So Absolutely. Uh, it kind of goes right into what people would normally, in a normal year, be doing on uh, Wednesday evening. So we look Chris, forward we to got to thank Father Hertzfeld at St. Michael's for opening the, opening the campus for us. It's really a big deal. Absolutely. That uh, is a, a fabulous thing. So uh, kudos all the way around. Brian, went again from the uh, Kiwanis Club, uh, Pancake Day and Flapjack 5K coming up on Saturday. Brian, thanks very much for dropping by. We we'll see you Saturday. It. And that will put a wrap on our podcast for today. I want to thank all of our guests for joining us on the program. Of course, remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each day on the show at our webpage. That is goodmornings.net. It was so nice being back after the long holiday weekend that I'm going to take the day off tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, Have some uh, personal family uh, business to take care of uh, tomorrow. And so uh, no podcast tomorrow. We'll be back on Thursday, the next all-new Good Mornings Podcast Edition. So until Thursday morning, that is Good Mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. We'll catch you back here day after tomorrow.